just be here with you, Mr. Alec Clancy. I think it's been one, two, three, four. I think this might be your fifth time on the show. Yeah, dude, the first one was crazy. The first one I was sitting on my couch like an idiot. I remember that we were drinking. That was so long ago. Do you guys make good money doing this? No, but here's what we talked about. So for those of you just joining, listening, Big Ben and K win. We have Clancy, Alex Clancy on the show. Your question was, do we make a lot of money from this? I, I we were Kyle Kyle got married recently. Obviously, he's on his uh, honeymoon now, and I've said we are going to episode people to death. Like we are just going to release episodes and be the longest running podcast if we can. No, no man. I think Kyle. Everybody watch it. these boys. They're doing something yes. special here. Yes, we are going to do something special. Uh, we'll probably just re-release other episodes, so it looks like you know it is what it is. But you are here. Alex, catch us up on what you've been up to, um, if anything relevant to sports, if you would. Anything? Yeah, so still hosting Locked On Arizona Cardinals. Um, it's an interesting time in the in the Valley where it's a world of possibilities. Uh, you very well know um, over my handful of times that I've been here, um, I wasn't a huge fan of the previous regime, Steve Kime and mm-hmm. Cliff Kingsbury. It's been a hard reset, rock bottom, and now starting to build – you know, organically like a functional organization. So I'm not really sure how to take that content yet because I haven't really experienced what good things look like. We'll get to that in the Cardinals. My first question to you, hot off the press, Monty Brown, or excuse me, Monty Williams. Yeah. Um, $80 million Monty in Detroit where times aren't good. Mm. How did that happen? Is this is did I did I have the wrong read on Monty? Was the I guess my first question: Did the Phoenix Suns fire the wrong person? As in, should they have fired Durant? And two, was Monty worth that? Yeah, I didn't watch enough Suns games. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, what Monty Williams did for the Suns organization first off is really elevate the floor, and he changed the culture. He was immediately the leader, such a sweetheart of a man. You know, he went through a terrible tragedy a handful of years ago. His wife died in a car crash randomly. Like, he was in Philly next, I believe. And, you know, he was there during the quadruple doink with Kawhi Leonard and then in Toronto. And then he came directly to Phoenix. And what he did immediately was not only elevate the profile of the Phoenix Suns, him and James Jones did a great job, but you know, he bought everybody in. He made everybody buy in. And he was just part of the glue of that organization. Now, what we're going to remember with, you know, recency bias is them losing by 100 to Dallas in game seven. And then losing by a lot in the playoffs in a lockout game, in a, in a knockout game this year. You know, and those are things that may not necessarily be fair. But him going to Detroit, he could do the same exact thing with a very young team out there. They've got, I mean, they've got to be one of the youngest teams in the league. You know, yes. Kate Cunningham and Jay Nivey and, and James Wiseman over there now. So is he worth the money for Detroit? Yeah, I think so. Because they need a complete overhaul at head coach down. Yeah. Uh, Kay Wynn called Kevin Durant a coach killer. Mm. Is that accurate in your mind? No. Kyrie Irving is. Um, you know, James Harden is. Like, it, it's Kevin Durant's a baller. He just hoops. 
He just plays basketball. Wherever he goes, he just wants to play basketball. And his choice to leave Golden State, he, you know, I, I don't know why that happened. Uh, I feel like that was a match made in heaven. You you marry your dream girl or dream guy, and then you just divorce them after you hit your 25-year wedding anniversary. Like, nope, I'm going to go do something else now. It seems so arbitrary. Um, I think that this was a culmination of them not having enough time on the court together, Durant and Booker mm-hmm. and DeAndre and Chris Paul. Everybody, there were injuries, and then, you know, they got traded at the trade deadline. And also, they traded away their whole bench. So let me ask you, Ben Martin. Yes. Would you rather have two B-plus players for 82 games or one A-plus player for 60? Because they traded away Mikhail Bridges and Cam Cam Johnson for the Mecca, first ballot Hall of Famer, no doubt about it, who has injury concerns, is not getting any younger, and they also gave away the house with draft picks. You know what? You ask me that now, and then I look at Miami's roster, and it's full of C-plus players in the net finals. You know, who knows what formula works year in, year out. And what hasn't worked lately is is Durant, Sands, Stephon Curry, and Draymond Green. And so you look at the player like that, and I love the guy. I absolutely love the guy. He's I got his signed photo two different places in this room. Mm-hmm. In fact, he's the only guy that I have. I, he was drafted a Sonic. Like, there's this just emotional attachment yeah, to KD. Sure. There has to be a little emotional attachment. But I just don't know who he is anymore. You see, know, who, who is KD? See, the thing that we witnessed, you know, in my opinion, like, it was Kevin Durant deferring to Devin Booker because this is Devin Booker's team when maybe at times Katie just needed to take the bull by the cojones and just, you know, take over games in different ways. I think they're just being polite because they hadn't played a lot together. Devin Booker has emerged as an elite player who now it's like, now he's got to win. They made the finals a couple years ago. We're up 2-0 against Milwaukee. But like, I think Kevin Durant, if healthy, can will play 20 minutes as a third option at some point. He's, he'll be 35, I think, when the season starts next year. Mm. That's it. This is going to be the year. I've said something, and this is going to be the year where there's going to be a lot of determining factors. I said this on Twitter, and I just got I got lit up. But, I mean, this is this day and age of the NBA. If things don't turn around, I'd be surprised if Devin Booker was a son by the age of 30. Like, I don't, I don't know why that construct is so hard. He'd be one of the only players to be on the same team for over 10 years. You know? So things got to come up. With Kevin Durant, etc., it's gotta something's gotta happen soon, or this could get all blown up. We to your point, I think we looked at it, and there was only five players currently in the NBA who've been with their same franchise for over ten over ten years, and, and two then, of them are Clay and Steph. Exactly, you're yeah. exactly right. So it's it's all right. So take me through this, and who's the coach of the Suns this coming? I mean, so there's a couple different ways you can look at that. Also, like this is I equate the the Suns head coaching search to the Cardinals one. It's exactly the same it's like oh there's names floating out there there's names starting to choose homes elsewhere um except for the fact that the suns got rid of a pretty good coach the cardinals did it but right you know it could be kevin young up and coming guy kenny atkinson's name is out there doc rivers is out there like if doc rivers gets hired as the, as the sun like the thing that sucks is doc rivers would 100 elevate this sun's team because he's great in the regular season he's a he's a player's coach he's a He's a better version of Monty Williams, but he's let his talent lead him to the promised land of making money and going from job to job to job. But when it comes down to it, you know, he, he's never won the big game unless, you know, there was a big three in, in, in Boston. But I don't know. 
I mean, Steve Kerr's one year out from getting his contract up in Golden State. Bob Myers is looking for a just job. Left. Like, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, just yeah. left, right. So, I, you still didn't answer I, my question. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what the hell they're going to do. Ben, like, there's too. There, you're saying there's too many options right now. Well, there, there. Other, I mean, what other dominoes fall, and where does where the sun sit, and kind of uh, hierarchy of good jobs? I mean, it's a. It's there. I don't know. But I mean, then tough. also, also if you're a candidate, they just fired a guy that went, you know, won 62 or yeah. whatever odd games, right? Right. And then the other thing is like, do you do you give the keys to this car, the star-studded, you know, Maserati to a first-time head coach? It's like, so that's why they're kind of between a rock and a hard place. The best coach for the Suns right now on paper is Doc Rivers because all he's done is coach stars. But it's Doc Rivers, and you know what the ceiling is. So do you go for excitement of the unknown and hire a first-time head coach who's young, who knows the game, things like that? Like, I don't know what the right answer is with this because, you know, we don't know because Monty was just fired. You're right. After winning 120 games in two years, not that many. Coach's lifespan is no longer what it used to be. I mean, that's why (laughs) – okay, here's another thing. Another scenario, you, you just said, so first off, Doc Rivers, Ubuntu, go look that up. It's, I think it was on a HBO where they talked about the, the fit of coaching and they highlighted Doc Rivers, Ubuntu. He could bring that to the Suns, they win the title, guaranteed. Um, a coaching lifespan, it just isn't what it was. Like you gotta, I think Myers and Kerr have, like mesh so well just because they came in on the most you know or opportune time they possibly could. Mm-hmm. There's no longer like GM and coach kind of parallels because no one wants to tie their boat to each other. I don't know. I don't think the Suns. I think the Suns is a great job. I don't know why you guys aren't just to go pick have the pick of the litter the ball yeah. the ball. Well, it's DeAndre Ayton that contract. Chris Paul's not young. Like this could go from. It's not as stable of a roster as it may look because it's so top heavy. Like the the role players, you know, played okay, you know, during the playoffs, and and you know, it, a lot of it was relied upon, you know, Kevin Durant and and, and uh, Devin Booker. And I think with the lifespan of coaches now, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson both played four years of college. Draymond Green played four years of college. These guys are going to some of them are going to, you know play at the elite team G league. And then they come into the NBA one year in college. They score 18 points a game. They're drafted top five. There's a lot more coaching that needs to happen now yeah. of like actual fundamentals of playing basketball than, than what it used to be, you know? So I think that's harder for coaches, but I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't know. All right. Last, last comment. And then yeah. you can give me your feedback. Spolstra has been in the league. How long? And he just outcoached. What's what's the Boston's coach name? He's, uh, yeah, Alaza. Yeah, he outcoached. Excuse me, my French outcoached the shit out of him. And you know, he's not even that. You know, he's not even a. He's a veteran at this stage. He's probably what six, yeah, seven well, years into his hire. Yeah. So Joe Mazzula, um, he kind of jumped in when Ime Udoka was canned because of yeah, you know, the transgressions, um, extracurriculars, and. You know, I, I don't know, for those who don't know the story, I mean, Eric Spolster started as the video editor with the, with, with the Heat. And then he's been with them since, I mean, he's been with them for over 20 years. 
And then Pat Riley, like Pat Riley is probably the most underappreciated executive in the history of basketball. Like all he's done, well, since he coached, he played, he won a champ. I think he won a championship. He won a championship in college, I think, or he made it to the championship with Kansas or Kentucky, wherever he won. He won championships with the Lakers. He went to the Knicks and just got Michael Jordan. And then he went to Miami and he won a championship with Stan Van Gundy as a head coach. And he kind of took over. And then, you know, it's been Eric Spolstra with LeBron and everything. And all they've done, they're like the Spurs of the East, but it's South Beach. And they're the most stable organization in the NBA, probably, if you look at it top to bottom. And Spolstra has been groomed by Pat Riley. And he's just a smart dude who has a level head who players respect. You know, and that's something that goes a long way. Not to say other coaches that don't succeed aren't respected, but Spolster is just, it's an institution over there now. Yeah. Doesn't matter who's wearing the uniforms. I love how much you know, know about Spolster. Okay, let's let's move on to football. Uh, so I texted you, the Cardinals use AI instead of human GM, and you didn't get it. And here's what I'm saying. It looked as though, like, they had actually run algorithms to, to understand that, like, optimal output of any one decision they thought about making and you saw him kind of just piece like moving up to get paris johnson just in not driving drunk like i said like a, yeah. a computer can't get a, a dui <laughs> they they seem like they've quietly just become that much more intelligent and at least not doing you know i mean they had to bury hops hops mm-hmm. contract but outside of that, they've seemed pretty clean. Give me your thoughts. Yeah. I mean, Steve Kime being removed from the draft room showed immediate dividends. And that's not, you know, I, I've i kind of put a moratorium, perpetual moratorium on uh, just talking crap about Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury because, you know, it's not necessary. But there are certain times where it's like, this is how I you're going to smile because I've come up with the perfect analogy. Going okay. into that draft, before Steve Kime, like when Steve Kime got fired, Steve Kime was like your friend growing up who played with all your toys with you and then left without helping clean them up. And that's what he did with the Arizona Cardinals. He made this whole mess and then he was removed from his post. And then now everybody else has to clean it up. Byron Murphy gone, Zach Allen gone, DeAndre Hopkins not resigned, you know, things like that. And then you go into the draft and it's like, wait, wait, that's a good move. Yeah. Wait, that, that makes sense. So when I was looking at, you know, the pick is in, I saw Arizona Cardinals and I'm like, wait, are they going to pick at three? Because it, it, the uh, the logo hadn't changed to Houston. I'm uh-huh. like, there's no, after all this, they're just going to pick at three. And then you see the Texas, they move down to 12 and they get a 2024 20, first and a 2023 20, uh, second. And I'm like, we're in business. We're watching in business. And then when they trade back up, but they keep the future first and they just give away that second, you know, that they just got from Houston, not 20 minutes ago to get their guy. Now they have two bites of the apple for the 2024 first overall pick with two bad teams who are going to have good, like, as you mentioned, every single move that Monty Austin Ford made during the draft was perfect. And what I mean by perfect is Weirdly like, perfect. Like, yeah. Well, but this is like, cause he has, he has a background in scouting. He's been assistant GM. He was with, he was with new England for a bunch of Super Bowls. Like he's been around winning cultures before. Even the second round pick to start Friday, they drafted 34th. Uh, Will Levis was still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tennessee moves up to take him, and they move back to 41, get another third-round pick this year, and they draft a guy, B.J. Ojolari, who could have been taken at 35. Like, everything just worked. They drafted guys they needed. 
They drafted a corner towards ACL, I believe, in Garrett Williams in um in college, who could have been a top 20 pick if he was healthy. Like they checked almost all the boxes they needed in an effort to fill young talent to fill voids on their roster. I mean, it's it was pretty magical to watch if everything works out, obviously. Yeah. So where does that where do you stand in kind of this rebuild, revamp? Where, where awesome. are we at in the process, in, in trusting the process? Where are we yeah. at? Yeah, well, I mean, the, the way I describe it is the restrictor plate of the organization has been removed. And now all the things that are there and left are possibilities and opportunities, which weren't given to the Cardinals in the last regime. Because all Steve Kime did was put Band-Aids over, you know, cracks in the foundation, crazy glue. And what they're doing now is just laying new cement, building a new infrastructure, and kind of building from scratch. And what does that mean for Kyler Murray for the future? We don't know. You know, what does that mean for what picks they're going to have in 2024? They could legitimately have the top two picks in the 2024 draft. <laughs> so say Kyler Murray comes back in week 10 or week nine or something. They win a couple games. They still have, they still win three or four games, and that's good enough for the first or second overall pick. And they, they saw enough with Kyler healthy for them to move on with him. They could get six first round picks and six second round picks for those top two picks legitimately like that would be something completely unprecedented in this space. Probably not going to happen because they'll probably win five games and, you know, pick right. second, and fifth, but still. Um, are people going to show up though next year? Does it matter? I think this is going to be the most fun. It's going to be the most fun team in a long time because now it's about the players. It's about the young rookies who are going to be just playing and you know, they're going to get a lot of playing time and they're, they're going to be at positions of impact, pass rush, corner, center, left guard or left tackle, like wide receiver. Like there are going to be snaps. There's going to be plenty of room to eat to be able to solidify yourself and substantiate yourself as a star for the future. Like think of, think of it this way. Uh, and this is another analogy I use a lot. The Cardinals should mirror what the Detroit Lions have done over the last two years. I respect what the Lions have done. You know, because now it's, they're on prime time in week one. Yeah, They were an afterthought for 70 years or however long it has been. Like, doesn't matter win loss. It doesn't matter win loss. It matters culture shift, fun, exciting football that fans want to buy in and watch. And that's what they're doing. I, I, I like, I hated Jared Goff for since. I love Jared Goff. Since Cal. Now it's like, he's kind of interesting, kind of cool. Like I, he's like, he's going to shut his mouth and play football. He's in, he's in. Yeah. All of a sudden he's in, just chucking the ball to Amar on St. Brown. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. All right. Uh, before you get out of here, anything else? I, I texted you about ASU and, and Dillingham or Dilling. The guy's 37. Is that interesting? What else is getting any pub in Arizona? I mean, I think it's just – it's it's the Cardinals. A lot of it is the Cardinals. And it's like – we'll talk about the NFC West, like – the NFC West hasn't been more wide open ever. The 49ers don't have a quarterback. The Seahawks have maybe the best skill position players in football on offense. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's like top to bottom. They got seven running backs. They got seven wide receivers. They've got three tight ends. They've got a better offensive line. And Geno Smith, who's towards the top end of game manager in the NFL. Could they win the division? Of course. Could the 49ers just catch lightning in a bottle again with Brock Purdy or Trey Lance and win 14 games. Sure. Could all teams be under 500 
Yeah, probably absolutely. not. I mean, Seattle's probably not going to be well, over 500. But like, could the top team, could the division winner win 10 games? Sure. We have, and the Rams could they be terrible? Yeah. Could they just come back and Matt Stafford be healthy and Cooper Cup have 2,500 receiving yards? Maybe. It was weird to see such a massive shift from NFC West to NFC East last year. Like how dog shit the Cowboys the year before to just like we couldn't find a win. Like the, the Seahawks. Listen, I Geno Smith game manager. I like what you're saying. I don't who's better, Jimmy Garoppolo or Geno Smith? In your mind right now. Saying they're both gonna play 17 games. Yeah. I think it's 51-49 one way or the other. Yeah. I mean, Geno Smith's got it. He's got a sneaky, accurate deep ball. Okay. Yes. And, you know, Tyler Lockett didn't have any drop-off last year from when Russell Wilson left. He produced maybe even more, at least receptions. I don't know the numbers, but, I mean, I had a bunch of friends who had him in fantasy, and he had, you know, he had, you know, between six and seven, six, nine catches a game. DK Metcalf's DK Metcalf, Jackson Smith and Jigba, like – I think Geno Smith's job is going to be easier Easy. than anything yes. Jimmy Garoppolo's done. Um, but Geno Smith doesn't have Kyle Shanahan in that offense. So it's no. kind of like a, I, I don't know, like, I don't know that answer. Because I think Geno Smith has a, Geno Smith has a lower ceiling, but probably a higher floor with his situation. Oh, but absolutely. Jimmy Garoppolo can, can win you games. He's a smart dude also. I don't know. That's really close. This is just a, I mean, you're, let's go back to your earlier comment about the Cardinals being exciting. Like that thinking about the Cardinals, they do seem exciting as compared to a Matt Stafford run offense, you know, uh, who's pick your QB in San Fran, Purdy, and then Gino, right? Um, I don't know. Seattle does have a lot of weapons, like quietly. What are they just going to run the ball 40 times a game and just waste those receivers? It's Pete Carroll. They run the ball. You're just mad because you always pick Lockett for fantasy, never delivers. Right. Like never do. I never touch that. I never touch that back. Like I'll, you know, I'll draft. Uh, I'll, you know, if it's deep, I'll draft or I'll, I'll pick up, you know, whoever it used to be DJ. It wasn't DJ Dallas. It was somebody else. The third string, but ahead of Travis Homer. <laughs> like th- there was, there's always somebody there that could be sneaky for um for a couple of games when Rashad Penny would inevitably get hurt, um, which I know is. You know, null and void now, but like Seattle runs the ball. That's what they do. That's what makes Geno Smith's job a little bit easier. I just don't, I don't know why they drafted Jackson Smith and Jigma. Like, I would have tried to get somebody who wanted him and maybe trade back a couple spots and get draft capital. I think the idea is they're going to just create a, a massive competition like they always do. Like, let's, let's find out who wants to play, who wants to be on the field, and, yeah. and iron sharpens iron, sharpens iron or something along those lines. Okay. I got a, I got something for you, Clancy. I'm ready. Did you like how I tried to I ended on a fucking boom there? Um, <laughs> okay, I got a KC hat on. Okay. Not because my wife is from Kansas, but because the end of a show last night, Ted Lasso oh, came I'm to an end. It. Yeah. Okay. I'm actually going to watch it right after we get off. I have it queued up on my TV. So, so you haven't lost the last watched the last episode, or you've never watched the episode? I haven't watched the last episode. That is queued up on my TV. Okay, okay. So this makes sense to you. So Ted Lasso is an or a a series. I believe I will watch again Mm -hmm. in the not so near future. 
is there another series that you would watch again? And if so, what is it? I mean, there's a handful. So wait, 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 wait. Let me reframe this. Have you have you done it before? Yes. And then if there if there are there's what are the two? What are they? So newsroom from the mid two thousands HBO. That's one of my biggest rewatches. It's only like twenty five episodes or something. It's three seasons. It's Aaron Sorkin, uh, you know, uh, Lloyd Christmas's uh, partner from Jeff Daniels. Yes. And it's, it's the cast is incredible. It is so good. Olivia Munn before she was Olivia Munn. Yeah. So good. I've watched it multiple times. I'm actually rewatching that right now. Currently. <laughs> um, I, I do Breaking Bad once every two years, probably. Um, but then there's one that you may not. Have you watched Shrinking yet? Yes. Love it. Okay. I Absolutely. almost wanted to rewatch it right after I stopped watching it. Really? Well, yeah. I mean, I waited a week. I'm like, man, I missed that show. Jason <laughs> Segel is incredible. Harrison Ford's awesome. That whole cast is great. Harrison Ford's wonderful. Yeah. He, God, Harrison Ford crushes in everything. He's a hundred. He is. And, and he's and, just, he does. And the, the daughter too. She's great. Yeah. Yeah. And all yeah. the associates. It's a feel good. Yeah, That's a good, good one to watch before going to bed. You just feel yeah. good. Yeah. You just feel good. I'm trying to think well, of the yeah. I, I always feel good having you on. Dude, Will you come I'm back sure. on? Can we do a fantasy football draft? Sure. Can we? Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. An honest one? Yeah. I won't lie. Can we bring Bro back? Where's Bo? Uh, he's not with me anymore. <laughs> he's not. No. He's with he's he's with a rival podcast in Phoenix. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Sorry. He's a terrible person. No, so we're my close friends. It's good. It was a good it was a good move for him. It was a good move for him. I was very happy for him. On that note, Clancy, remind people where they can find you, and we'll get you out of here. Thank you. At, at Clancy's Corner on Twitter, um, Locked on Arizona Cardinals, YouTube, we're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, nice, YouTube. All right, be good. Enjoy newsroom, dude. Thank you. Later, man. Later.